0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Driver, start your... Out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions, but since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, in- improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing. Things.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Rod Villa Gomez and Cody Zeb,
0: Getting set, of course, to head to Wine Country, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Villa Gomez. Sunny California awaits NASCAR drivers, and I, for one, am very excited for that. It's,
1: oh, road course racing. Love it. I am pumped as well. Excited for you to be at the track. Gonna be a good one. Uh I'm 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 pretty up for this weekend.
0: I You know, it's funny because the very first time that I went a couple of years ago, I, I didn't realize, because I mean, I'd been to Sonoma before, I'd been to the area, I mean, it's not like I'd never been in that, but that track is situated, I've driven by that track so many times in my life that I never I never just stopped to go to the track, other than, you know, when I, when I went to my first race, and it is such a beautiful area, and the, the views from the stands, the views from the press box, it's just... It's so breathtaking just to be able to to be at that track and to just stare out over the expanse of the Sonoma uh, area and the valley at large. And it's just, man, you have to come experience it at some point, Cody. We got to get you out next year uh, to to come out and experience Sonoma. The because it's not, you know, obviously it's not an oval, so it's not a typical oval uh, stands. It's it's literally just a an expanse that you look out into, and there's a track there. Uh, as well so i tell you it's it's beautiful
1: yeah no, i would love to I, i've never been to a road course race yet uh so i definitely would like to i mean they show the videos right you see the commercials this is wine country or like everything looks so beautiful and i get it right they obviously video the the beautiful parts of any place they go to right <laughs> they try to find the best of of what they could in st louis last week and, and whatnot <laughs> but uh <laughs> which is tough at points but uh but no, I, I mean, everything there just looks absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful track. Uh, the one that's been on the circuit for a long time. They've been racing at Sonoma a very long time. We get six road courses a year now, but just three, four years ago, there was only two every year. And Sonoma was one of those two. It's been one that's been around a long time, been on the schedule for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, again, it looks beautiful. I'm excited for you to be there. Hopefully, maybe I can join you next year or or sometime in the near future for sure, because I think that would be a fun one to go to. And uh, just to experience the road course, I've been to a lot of NASCAR races in my time, but I've never been to one on a road course. So I think that that would be uh, a lot of fun to do.
0: Yeah, and so I will say to you though, uh, weather is not, I mean, there will be no rain, but it has been overcast here in California for the last few days. Saturday, it's calls for some sun, but we're back under clouds on Sunday. So uh, it won't be a scorcher out there. In fact, in Sonoma, it should be 67 degrees, partly cloudy out there, which, of course, you know, track conditions on a road course, not necessarily uh, the most uh, indicative of how the race will be, but uh, I still think we're in for some good racing. And You know, normally in June in California, these drivers are sweating their asses off. And uh, I remember 2020, it was a pretty warm day as well. Uh, I I came back home a couple of shades darker than I normally am. Uh, So I was out in the sun. Maybe this this week I won't necessarily get quite as much. But um, yeah, weather's definitely going to play. Uh, You know, they'll be nice and comfortable in that cockpit, I think, versus if it was a, a scorcher out in California as it has been in the past.
1: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm not gonna comment on the weather because I said last week there would be no weather <laughs> and then and then there was weather. So <laughs> Well,
0: okay, let's let's not, hey, let's and not we us recorded
1: to... late. Like we're, yeah. we're recording this one on Tuesday, which is our normal day. Like last week, recorded on Thursday by the time you know the race was delayed, and then we just had all the scheduling issues and stuff. Why well, on Thursday I'm looking at the weather, I'm like, Oh, it's fucking perfect. Like nothing, no not gonna be a problem. One we got one lap in before we had a lightning hold, and it's like, really?
0: Yeah, but that's lightning though. That's different. I mean, it wasn't like rain. It wasn't that they had to drive. The- yeah, that was if just there's lightning. lightning.
1: There's rain somewhere close. Somewhere,
0: <laughs> but I mean. It- to me, this lightning thing is always crazy because, like, you see one off in the distance and then all of a sudden it's like everything shuts down. And so, right? I mean, I get it. I get it for safety's yeah, sake. I do. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't, like, Rod says to run the race out in any that's uh, Just calm Rod down. Rod said you'll be fine yeah. if you get, you're not going to get struck by lightning. You know, you know the look, chances on that. Come on. Now, they're like one in a billion. And if you get struck twice, that's even more. Go play the lottery. You got lucky. <laughs> yeah,
1: go play the lottery then. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it is, I, I love, I love this race, uh, just for what it is. You said like the, the road course race, uh, this is only the second one this season. Yeah. That's, that's it. Code is the only
1: one we've had so far. So yeah, yeah. It's uh but we're, we're getting into road course season now we've got. So obviously Sonoma this week, then we've got the off week next week. Um, but it, it is coming up. So then we're at Nashville, then it's Chicago we got a couple of other races here, um, and then you know we got Indy road courses in August. That's back to back with Watkins Glen in August as well. So we've got a stretch coming up here, four road courses in, over the course of the next two months here. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get plenty of road course action uh, here in the in the near future.
0: If you're a fan of right turns and not the kind that you know are trying to hook people, the actual real right turns, uh, we've got some some room on the schedule for you coming up all right we will break down this sonoma race got to step away for a quick break but we'll start talking more sonoma after the break some news some notes and uh, some things to get to but let's tell you about edge boost This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely, it can be a very extremely valuable, so I can't even tell you how extremely valuable it can be. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. I know what I do with an increased bankroll, I'll tell you that. Uh, there would be many, many a book crying about what I could do with an increased bankroll. Uh, And I think you're smart enough better to get that as well. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankrolls for a month. Like I said, or like Cody said, next week is an off week, which means we're going to be talking about some futures. Plenty of opportunity for you to use your edge boost. Double down on your favorite bet that you like or use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge Think about the gross. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. Nah, they do not charge any interest. Zero interest. I'll say that in bold. Zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? I don't. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in just a minute one place. Please support SGPN. Grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So everybody loves this track. Everybody loves this area. Everybody loves to come to California because, well, it's just awesome. Let's put it that way. But uh, Sonoma's, especially uh, the way, just because of the fact that there's so much to do, so much of the wine country out there. These guys, they're they're out in Charlotte. They don't normally always get the get the opportunity to do it, but uh, when they come out here, they love to take advantage of the atmosphere and and the celebrities too. By all means, I mean that's. A ton of celebrities. Guy Fieri was the Grand Marshal when I was there a couple of years ago. You know, you know him from from uh, Diners, Dive In, to Drive, the Food Network type stuff. Uh, he was driving a beautiful little car. So, I mean, this is it, man. This is one of the ones that everybody loves to come to. And now they get a week off afterwards, which means you know they can do whatever they want after they're done.
1: Yeah, exactly. Kind of perfect, right? You go out to Cali, you uh, enjoy the week, and then you got a week off. So stay out there if you want to, or or go wherever you want from there. Yeah, MJ, I know you saw him out there a couple years ago. Um, I'm sure that he'll likely be there again, especially with as good as Tyler Reddick has been on uh, road courses lately. MJ might want to try and, and end up in victory lane. Um, but, yeah, again, it's, this is going to be a fun one. Um, I'm really excited for it. Before we jump into this one too much, Rod, we have a review that yes, I want to do. read.
0: Yes, we do. Wait, I want to do this. I want to do this real quick because we don't, we we don't, we're going to, this, incorporating this into our reviews, ready? So we're going to give, we're going to give them a round of applause because this one's a fantastic review. I'm just going to give this one a round of applause. Not that your other ones haven't been, but you'll, you'll see when Cody reads all
1: reviews, even if it's just five stars, we don't, it's fine. But this review, this review went to the next level. So I want to shout out um, our friend James Woodruff. He left this review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let's see. His title says "Seeking an exciting, all-encompassing NASCAR podcast." You found it with Rob and Cody. Okay. it's it's, it's Rod, but that's okay. It's well, right. You know, it's, it's I've been called easy. worse. It's it's close enough. <laughs> uh, I'm no strangers. I'm no stranger to podcasts. Who is these days? However, when it can't when it came to NASCAR, I didn't know the difference between a lug nut, a Coda, or a Corey LaJoy. <laughs> so he's funny, first of all. Okay, that's a great start. Shortly before Daytona, I lost my mother and was looking for better ways to connect with my father. His passion is and always will be NASCAR. I really wanted to learn the sport in hopes of having more than a modicum of knowledge to carry on an intelligible conversation. First of all, to that, I want to say sorry for the loss of your mother. Um, I hope that all is, is going well for you guys in the, the time since her passing. Uh, he continues, I enjoy tuning into each show and listening to Rod and Cody break down the track, provide some history. And make their predictions. You'd think they've been working together for 10 plus years as they have such good com- com- camaraderie. Uh, big words. She's trying to trip <laughs> me up here. Putting you to the <laughs> and compliment, test. Compliment each other extremely well. I prefer to watch on YouTube. We're back on YouTube this week. Sorry about last week. But uh, as <laughs> I enjoy their sudden knee jerk reactions, as you can probably see with my facial expressions as I read this, uh, laughter and often humorous facial expressions. I can't emphasize enough how much I appreciate their clear speaking voices and understanding of the English language. He's definitely talking about Rod there. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing to get consistent quality podcasts without the Uggs, ahs, and You Knows. It shows you're confident in the subject, which carries over to your audience. He's still going here. We're only about halfway through. So he's really, I like this. He went in depth there. My favorite weekly show is the DFS one, as I really enjoyed playing, uh, I really enjoy playing on DK, and they've helped me increase my bankroll since the season started just by playing cash games. There's no other podcast or show that covers trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, as in-depth as these gentlemen do. I feel I have learned an incredible amount. Still not as smart as the old man, though, since... I told him about the show. Now he listens too. See, get your family members involved. This is great. Love it. Instead of asking who I think will win the race, he say, "Hey, did you see Cody likes Almarola? This <laughs> can you believe? That? <laughs> thinks Brad K has a chance. It's quite entertaining. I also enjoy hearing about new products or services through the sponsors. Uh, since I live in the remote woods of Wisconsin, he bought three pairs of Shady Rays. Shout out to him for that. Uh, never would have even heard of them. if it wasn't for our show. Thank you, Rod and Cody, for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us, SGPN, and to all the sponsors to keep the show going. God bless and boogity, boogity, boogity. Man, that is everything about that review, Rod. Absolutely perfect. Shout out to you, Jay. Thanks for listening. Yes, for real. It it makes us feel good. The bosses noticed. They made multiple comments about that, and and all the other podcast hosts get to see that, too. So it kind of makes us look good. So we appreciate that. Um, but thank you so much uh james and then anybody else you know leave your reviews if they're nice we'll read them on even if you leave four star review like like Ty. but he's Mr five star reviewer now
0: <laughs> hey and listen we'll read them if they're bad because we definitely we told you we'll read we'll them just make fun of you yeah we just we just won't necessarily agree with you on it we'll we'll read them but we won't uh we won't agree with you and yes just as Cody said and I'll echo it as well it is just so much. We do these things, and, and we make these shows, and, and yes, of course, there is compensation for us on the back end of it, but more than anything, and most podcasters will tell you that, that this would have, we do this for free anyways. I mean, it's just a matter of, and I do several for free, and I, I do many more of my own for free. It's, it's, it's a passion. It's something that we love doing, and you know, again, I'll I'll never get rich and I'll never get famous from doing it. And that's not really why I'm after doing this. I'm after for that that exact reason. For that review right there, there is at least one of you, and there's many more of you every week that tune in because we see the numbers. We know that he's not the only one. James is not the only one that that feels the same way. And so for those of you out there who who thinking the same thing, you know, and you may not have put it on a review, that's why we do this. You know, we love we, yeah, okay. It feels like we've been working together ten plus years, but that's just because Cody's an awesome guy, and it you know not hard to not hard to necessarily get along with him. But that's why we do it. You know, we do it for for that very reason. And, and it's just week in and week out. It, it just it's it's so much fun. It's just so much fun to hang out with Cody, talk NASCAR, and I'm glad that it comes through for the audience. And we appreciate all the reviews, and and even the ones that don't make it to to Apple review, the ones that stay in the Discord or stay on our Twitter. Doesn't matter how much you show or where you show your love to. We see it. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. Yes,
1: absolutely. I 100% agree with everything you said. Uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's again, we do this for you guys and uh, a little bit for ourselves because we enjoy it too. But uh, but it, it's been a fun time. It does feel like I've known Rod forever, even though we've never even met in person, which is is kind of sad at this point because I feel like we're almost best friends. But uh, at least we get to, to hang out with each other many hours every week and uh and it feels like we're in the same room together even though we're hundreds of miles apart
0: god bless the internet if if anything else <laughs> it
1: is right it's oh uh, it's so funny because i have like older family members and stuff and they're like so this guy that you do the podcast with like how do you know him and i'm like oh you know and i keep trying to and they're like so you've never met him <laughs> I'm like no but we i mean we see each other we hang out a lot but we just never actually physically met in
0: person. I know. It's a weird concept, uh, too. It's like, it is, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah,
1: it's, it is strange, but it's, hey, that's how it works. And I'm happy for it.
0: I tell, I tell everybody, I know more about him than I know people living down the street. So, like, it's, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's you know <laughs> <laughs> like at the yeah. very least, I know Cody better than I know just about anybody else. That's my neighbor. I feel like we might as well have just lived right down the street from each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's uh, let's set up the bets as we come around. We're going to take one more break. We got to pay uh, the bills. As as no shady rays this week, but we definitely appreciate the shady ray shout out. Uh, yes. The bosses love to see that too. So continue on with that. Uh, we'll talk a little more news. We'll talk about the bets and all that stuff on the other end of this. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Cody. We are going on this road course that is Sonoma. It is 110 laps around this 1.90 mile road course. 218 miles in this, even though it is the Toyota Save Mart 350. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's antiquated, but worth good. Uh, but 110 laps. That's actually pretty pretty long for a road course. This is not a very like long road course at just over or just under two miles. Um but it does present a lot of challenges to these drivers as there's a lot of hairpin turns that come and jump out at you if you're not careful.
1: Yes, there, there is a lot of those. I do wonder where they get the, the 350 part, but maybe that's a kilometer measurement or something, who knows, either way. Uh, yeah. It's great. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how they probably do that, but uh yeah, no, again, it's going to be fun. Um it's been a, a circuit that's been on the on the uh a track that has been on the circuit for a while. That's what I was trying to say there, my my great knowledge of the English language that we just pointed out. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, this is, yeah, it, it's one that they've been to many times. So I think that that could play into it a little bit. I mean, we've got a lot of new road courses and that seems to play into the guys that are the road course guys. But maybe a little bit here, you get the guys who have had all the different years and years over uh, racing on this track. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out too, no stage breaks, right? We did this at Coda. Um, it was a little different last week with the Xfinity Series because they were apart from the Cup Series, but they will not. They'll have the stages, and the stages will count. Um, so you're going to have, depending on... And it actually, the way that Coda ended up working out, you almost couldn't tell because there were caution flags close enough to the stage breaks. Um, and so that could play into some strategy, too. If there is a caution three laps before a stage break, some guys are going to pit. Some guys are going to stay out to try to collect those stage points. So, again, something to keep an eye on throughout the day, um, but they will not wave the caution flag for um, for the end of the stage breaks. They'll, they'll you know, you'll cross the line, you'll get the stage points like normal. The race will just continue on. Sonoma, I feel like I don't, I have not factually looked this up, but it feels like one of those tracks where things get spread out a little more and go green a little longer. I know we had a very long green flag run to end last year, uh, the race here where Daniel Suarez won. So we'll see. It could, this could end up being a very, very spread out race. How how long has it been since we've had a green flag race that never had any cautions rod? Ugh. I doubt we see that happen, no. but it would be interesting if, if one happened because just to see kind of how it, how it worked out, but it is a possibility. There is not those built in cautions. So that could change up strategy. And again, if it works out like Coda where we end up getting, you know, Cautions close to the stages that could shake things up as well with strategy. Um, so definitely going to going to continue to keep it interesting.
0: Well, and so because we talked about how this is a, a one point nine nine zero mile track a couple of years ago, it was a two and a half mile track, but they did chop off some of it and reconfigured it to uh, to make it a little bit shorter of a race. And so uh, that actually kind of you know there there was two cautions in twenty nineteen, there was four cautions in twenty twenty two um granted there were eight in 2021 but i mean again there's not a lot of cautions in this there was four cautions for 14 in uh in this one where daniel suarez went it last time so like you said and two of those
1: were stage, stage cautions breaks. because they mm-hmm. were doing cautions last year
0: so. yeah so again it's it's it, yeah there's not a lot of cautions on this because of course on a road course it's not there's not a lot of full course cautions anyways it takes it yeah. takes quite a bit what well, if somebody a full spins caution.
1: out They'll usually wait. It's not like on an oval. If somebody spins, it's immediate yellow, right? Yeah. Uh, on the road course, it's different. Obviously, you got slower speeds and and much more of a spread out track and stuff. So it does does make a difference.
0: Yeah, but again, I think you're right. I think we're in for a uh, uh, quite a few green flag because these guys in Sonoma, it's not the intensity is there, but it's not like what we watched in Portland, where there's that one turn that will just eat everybody alive. Uh, there's a little more patience that they that they show in Sonoma that I don't know that they show anywhere else because the the ways for you to get and, and overtake on this course you have to be a lot more delicate because if you just go shoving it in like you're going to spin and there's not going to be any opportunity for you to recover and and gain uh, the back to the closer where you were before so you'll see a little more little more I don't want to say polite because these guys haven't been polite lately but I think you're going to see a little more gentlemanly type driving uh, in this race
1: We'll, we'll see about that.
0: Yeah, yeah I was going to say, or it's just going to be demolition derby and we're all in for it. So I don't yes, I don't know. It'll be fun to watch it in person. But Yes, it will. Uh, any other news you want to hit on before we uh, start getting into the bets, Cody?
1: Uh, I don't think so. There was no penalty on the Cindric dillon thing. We kind of touched on that yesterday. We didn't think there should be a penalty. No. And, yeah, so just no penalty just to update that, which is, again, I think the right call. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a case-by-case basis. That, that was not egregious enough to cause one. It did much, lose us a bet, which was stupid, yeah. but that
0: happened. How, how much do you love, though, that these guys are taken to posting the the data on, on their social media yeah, pages? like, listen here, buddy, my wheel did not turn.
1: Yeah, and then I saw Denny say something about, you know, because somebody was complaining about it, and they're like, he's like, well, all you guys want is for us to talk more and say stuff, and like, that is true. We don't want them to be quiet, so it's, you know, it's a fine line to walk, but yeah, everybody's going to have their own arguments, and they have a platform to to make those arguments now. So
0: let them have at it, I guess. <laughs> hey, listen, you can't you can't ask for something and then be mad when you get it. That's all I'm saying. So, Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, what, uh, let's say we actually put down some bets for this Toyota Save Mart 350, shall we?
1: Let's get into it. I'm going to start, and if you're watching on YouTube, this is the perfect time because this is where I bring in my props. I'm going to stand up. I got my Casey Kane shirt on. that's us My go. first pick is uh, Casey Kane's going to win the High Limits race at Eagle Raceway tonight, which I'll be at. I'm excited to see him. One of my favorite driver for for a while between Bill Elliott and Chase Elliott. Uh, love some Casey Kane. Still have this shirt from. This is a five car too when he's raced for Hendrick back in the day. So super pumped. Kane will be there. Larson, of course, will be there as well, uh, and a bunch of other high high named sprint car guys will be there, so I am pumped to see that. Hope Casey Kane wins, but uh, I'm going to enjoy it anyways. Now we can get into the real picks, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to start off. I don't do qualifying bets very often, but Kyle Larson to win the poll, plus 450. Rod, do you know how many times in a row Kyle Larson has sat on the poll at Sonoma?
0: All of them. I'm guaranteeing you right now, of it's, all of it's been five. a lot. You all it's still.
1: five times in a row. Yes, I believe one of those was under the metric, so we will have that. There was not a race here in 2020 because of COVID, but five times in a row, three of those in the number 42 car, not even all in a Hendrick car, like in the 42 car, he was very good at qualifying here five times in a row. That is just amazing. And then he, so he's been here eight times. The last five, he started first, the three times before that third, fourth, and fifth. Like he has been, he's qualified in the top five every single time he's ever been to this track. He's in a Hendrick car. We know he's fast. We know he's good on road courses. He's proven it here five times in a row, you know, four regular times, the one with the metric. But, yeah, at minus 450 or plus, not minus, geez, don't bet that at minus 450, <laughs> plus 450, Kyle Larson to win the poll. That's, uh, that's going to be my first play on the week.
0: Hey, and this is as close to a home track as he's got. I mean, he is from Elk Grove, California, which is actually not that far away from me. And of course, not that far away from Sonoma. So, you know, he's, this is it. This is his home track. This is the one he loves to come out and, and perform on and do well on. So uh, I definitely, you know, like I said, for, for Kyle Larson, this is it. This is the home cooking for him. and, And he loves to get out on the pole, loves to be fast. You said it all those times, five times in a row. I mean, damn close to all of them. I know I was kidding when I said all of them, but it was, you know. All of
1: them. <laughs> no, you're pretty close to all of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> only only without the exception of three of them. But, yeah, it's just a, yeah. that dude is fast. He's just
1: so. He's got qualifying figured out here. And you're getting at a plus 450. So, it's I mean, all he has to do is lay down one fast, you know, well, twice maybe because they do that. I, however, they end up qualifying this week. Who knows? Are they even doing? I don't know. I don't know the situation. They'll but either way, Kyle the, they'll just give, give him the me, poll. They yeah. like, might just give him the poll because everybody's like, yeah, he's going to win it anyways. Let's save the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I bet it plus four fifty. I mean, that's that's insane. That's like getting Verstappen on the pole at plus four fifty. Yeah,
1: well, and that's and that's what you're pretty much what you're getting him to win the race at, and all he has to do is just qualify fastest, which he's done a bunch of times, a bunch in, of times so, in a row. Times in a row. Right, and, and you don't have to worry about overtime or somebody wrecking it, like all these other things that go into the race. It's just lay down one fast lap. We know he can do it. So plus four fifty. That's, that's how I want to start out the weekend.
0: I think that's a fantastic way to start it out. Um, all right, I am going to start mine out with a, uh, a kind of a weird bet. We don't necessarily always throw this bet out, but uh, we talked a lot about the fact that there will be no stage cautions this time. And so I think that uh, this one's a pretty good one. And, I mean, you can you can say and take either one of these because the winner of Stage 2 to win the race is also is at plus 250 for the yes. But the winner of stage one to win the race is also, it's plus 300. So it's actually it's actually juiced up even more. I'd say that's a little bit harder to do uh, for stage one to win the race than it is for stage two. Because, you know, uh, the, uh, the stage cautions being what they are, you still at the end of the race have a lot of strategy calls to make. And so to me, I, I think that uh, it's easier for the person who wins the second stage to win the race than it would be. For uh, the person to win stage one, because again at the beginning of the race there's still a lot of jockeying, there's still a lot of stuff going around. So uh, I'm more I'm more inclined to say that later in the race, if they if the person up front is is winning stage two, then I would go ahead and, and bet that. And I will say that in Coda, this played out. Tyler Reddick won stage two, won the race, right? And so this is about where. Uh, he he managed to to get himself in position to win. So it's already played out once this year that the winner of stage two has won the race. I think in Sonoma you get another situation which that happens, and I'll tell you who I think that's going to be later in the in the show. But I'm I'm telling you right now, I just feel like it's a more it's a better proposition for the winner of stage two to win the race than it is the stage one. So I'll take the plus two fifty for stage two, even though stage one winner three hundred looks a little juicy. Uh, but you can find that over on Caesars.
1: Yeah, and I think you can take both, but I, I agree with your point on the second stage guy. A lot can happen between the end of stage one, between the end of stage two. But if there's somebody that's you know, gotten a big lead at the point at the end of stage two, they have to come in and make one more green flag pit stop, go back out there, and they're just set sail and keep going if we don't get that caution. Now we ended up with, what, three overtimes a code or something. There's always that possibility, of course, right? But that also gives you an insurance policy if you don't pick the right guy right you have a guy to win this race and he's not the guy that's winning it but the guy that has run away with it wins stage two then that gives you something to fall back on in case he continues to dominate ends up winning and if they've gotten to the point where they're out front at the end of stage two they're likely pretty good and this isn't your typical road course we've had like if you were to go back and look at at stage wins over road courses the last few years like the top 10 is always super funky because Everybody would come pit with two to go. People would stay out, get their point. that weren't going to be up there at the end, and so it was all weird. But now it's going to be the good guys because most likely, again, you could have those weird time cautions, where it. but that's just part of it. Uh, but it's, it's likely going to be just the guys on the track that are going to take it. So I think that that is a great bet. I'm going to stick with you in the, the prop market. I'm going to go with the winning car number as odd. It's minus 145. It's juiced up a little bit our guy fork you in the discord has been talking about this one yes i think you talked about it yesterday brought it up again today um, but i agree with him this one's over on caesars um and i really really like this bet let's go through and look at who you get with the odd number list you get ross chastain who's won super or road, road courses before we're gonna make a pretty hefty case against him today i think but he's still not part of this list just in case kyle larson uh, road course ace, right? He's one of the co-favorites to win this. You get Corey LaJoy, of course. Uh, you know, it's probably not helpful, but Chase Elliott's included in here. Again, one of the three co-favorites is an odd-numbered car. You got Denny Hamlin. Um, Chris Busher. he's actually got, since 20- February of 2020, Chris Busher has, the, of the active drivers, the second best um, average finish over 16 road courses or whatever it is. It's kind of crazy I mean, Butcher. we know is good, but you wouldn't have thought he was that good. So he's included in there. Martin Truex Jr. He's got a ton of road course wins. He's won up Sonoma multiple times before he's on there. Um, Let's see. As you kind of go down through the list, not a bunch of other guys that jump out a ton. Tyler Reddick. Now you've got all three co-favorites to win this race. The three big dogs when you think of road course racing, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, all odd numbered cars. Um, And then Daniel Suarez, he won this race last year, Do I think he goes back to back. Probably not, but he did it last year. He's also included in there. That is a hefty list, uh, on the odd side, number of things. If you go look at the even side, yeah, there's some guys that could get it done. Kyle Busch, I think is a guy you'll have to watch out for. He could get you AJ Allmendinger, um, William Byron, maybe. And then Ty Gibbs is a long shot would kind of be the only other one you really make a case for. So you've got so many more options on the odd side and it's so top heavy. You've got three guys all in the plus 500 range as co-favorites. They're all odd numbered cars. Um, It's minus 145, but you only pay the juice if you lose. Um, So, so I think that this is a really good bet. Um, And and I'm going to ride with fork you from the discord uh, on this one.
0: I'll tell you, Cody, that if I were to have picked a uh, car number or a car uh, odd or even bet, that is the side I would go on. So just
1: that makes me feel better because you're the one that's good at these. Usually,
0: (laughs) I was gonna say I'm blessing your choice on that one. Uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) that makes me feel a lot better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and look, that's the thing too. When you talk about it, as far as even Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, already, you know, and minus one forty-five, I get it. It's it's hefty, but it's still a good well, time reddick's
1: won what three or four of the last like yeah. he's won a ton of road courses lately like Definitely. so yeah i think that i just think that this is again there's a couple of guys that scare you a little bit on the even numbered side of things i'm going to talk about a couple of them here in a few but it, it's much much heavier towards the odd side which is why it's obviously juiced up but but i don't think it's juiced up too much yeah
0: uh well okay you talked about uh aj allmendinger in that as well i'm gonna go ahead and take aj allmendinger and a head-to-head over austin sindrick this is at minus 120 i mean i get it I, and i know that this season has not been the greatest for aj allmendinger and and even still on a road course where he's supposed to be fantastic coda he only ran 60 last before he got crashed out i still think that was a travesty i still think aj allmendinger deserved a better day uh, than he was given, uh, but unfortunately that's what it is. But look, for A.J. Allmendinger, you just look at his career road course stats as a cup driver, and I'm telling you right now, uh, say what you will, but he's he's run 33 road courses as a cup driver. He's got two wins. He's got seven top fives, but he's got 16 top 10 finishes. That's not a bad run for a guy who, you know, was a full-timer, but in not really great equipment. Like, you know, he he actually wasn't driving... Uh, the best equipment for most of his career he was in uh, what he was in Petty Motorsports for a, a couple of those races uh, in the 43 he was in the 22 for Penske but he finished ninth in that race um, and, and he's had some pretty solid finishes right seventh place in 20 uh, in 2009 in, in the Petty Motorsports car 13th in 2010 13th again in 2011 all three of those in the 43 and uh, the 44 uh, and, and then ninth in the uh, 2012 in Penske now, of course, he was in uh, JTG Doherty in the 47 car, finished 37th, 37th, and 14th in that one, uh, and 35th and 38th, 19th place last year as a college car, but again, last year we kind of saw that uh, it was hit and miss, and then Sonoma, the 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 strategy calls were all sorts of wonky on on everybody, and I think he was a, a victim of that as well, whereas Cindric, his one start on this racetrack, not bad, right? 25th start finished fifth uh, pretty good for austin cindrick but of course last season was a really good season for austin cindrick as far as being under a lucky star right this season not necessarily going the way austin cindrick has wanted it to um and and granted he did have a, a a good finish in uh in coda where he actually finished inside the top well seven actually he finished sixth uh, so not a bad run at coda but again, Koda was all sorts of crazy, man. I, I don't know that Coda was a race that we really want to look back and say that's a good comp track for, for uh, for Sonoma, just given what we saw happen out there. But again, like I said, I, I really I think AJ Allmendinger. This is his opportunity to turn around. I think this is his opportunity to get back on the good side of things. Another road course where he feels comfortable, um, and and just needs to 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 get the lead out. Cindric's uh, average finish this season. 21.7, not necessarily stellar or something that you want. Um, whereas AJ Almendinger, again, uh, suffering through a, a, a rough season so far. His average finish is uh, 20.8, so he's got a better average finish than does Syndrick, even if it's by one position. Uh, but like I said, give me AJ Almendinger over Austin Syndrick at the uh, at the minus 120 side of it. So I like that.
1: I. Man, I looked at this head-to-head because I initially thought the same thing. I'm like, how is this even close? I was looking at Cindric's road course finishes, though. Man, he's really good on the road courses, so that scared me a little bit. I do have a case to make for AJ here in a little bit, though. I, I do expect him to have a great day. He's going to be in the Xfinity Series race as well the day before, get him some laps on the track, get him primed up and ready for Sunday. So can't argue too much. I will caution Cindrick as much better than I was thinking he was on the road courses. Um, but I, if I had to pick a side, I still think I would go with the, the A.J. Almendinger side. I concur. Did you uh, did you give out the second part of that?
0: I'm going to actually save that. I have a second oh. one, but I'm going to save okay. that for our bonus bet show. I remembered we okay. have one, so I'm going to save we that do have,
1: Yes. Yeah, and that's another point that I wanted to make, too, while you brought up Cindric here. Actually, he was one of the guys I was thinking. There's a couple things that aren't out yet. There's no top ten odds that I've seen, at least at the time of recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, and there's no truck series race this week. So we've got an extra show on Friday. We're going to talk about the the uh, Hamlin mania bracket, I guess we called it. Um, that's over. Ryan Blaney, by the way, won that. We also have prizes to give out for that. So tune in Friday for that uh, and some bonus bets. We're going to have some stuff cooked up. I got a got a parlay I'm going to be cooking up. That's uh, of course we'll go DGENs only for that. And uh, yeah, there's going to definitely be some top 10 bets. Rod's got a nice uh, nice juicy 16 to one here. He's got uh he's got in the dock, but I guess he's gonna save it for the show. So a little teaser, teaser to come back for Friday's
0: show. I don't I don't want to give it all out today. I, I'm gonna save some for you. <laughs> we got we got that show Friday. I realized as I was about to say it, I was like, no, you know what? Come back for my cute little 16 to 1 I got going on.
1: I like it. I like it. Okay, next up for me. I'm gonna take KFB over Ross. Give me Kyle Busch over Ross Chastain. Um Kyle Bush has Been very, very good on road courses. So the way that I'm kind of looking at this, Kyle finished second at Coda this season. So the one road course we have, he performed very well. Last year was very rough for Toyotas. They were all basically just complete trash. Like every time we went to a road course, it was like, what is going on with Toyota? I know Christopher Bell ended up winning at the Roval in the fall because there was cardboard on the track. I hate to bring that up again, but I'm going to bring it up every time I think about it. Um, But... Really, um, so I'm not even going to look at what Kyle did last year just because Toyota was so crappy. Kyle Kyle had one foot out the door most of the season. Things were just so weird. Not going to look at that. So Kyle Busch, second place at Coda. And then you go back and, and look at what Tyler Reddick did in this eight car. right? I just talked about this yesterday. On the recap show, Denny Hamlin brought up wherever Reddick was good last year, Kyle's been good this year. Now, Reddick did not finish good in this race. He got spun out or something broke early. He got spun out, continued to have problems, very poor finish. But road courses in general, he was very good. So we know that the eight was good. They already proved that at Coda to start the season. So that gives me hope in Kyle Busch. Um, and then if you go back to 2021, before this new car, of course, he finished fourth place at Roval, third place at Road America, fifth at Sonoma, 10th at Coda. Very, very good results by Kyle Busch. He's been a good road course racer over the years. Um, And so I think that you can look back on that and and prove that he's got the pedigree of doing road courses. Um, And you go back to Ross, he did finish fourth place at Coda, so I will give him that. Um, But we've seen what's happened since the Justin Marks comments, right? Three straight points race finishes, 22nd or worse for Ross. Not really been in the mix, not really talking about him on the broadcasts. just kind of irrelevant. It's a road course. Maybe things get a little different. Again, what easier place to wreck somebody than on a road course? People, He's going to have a big target on him. We know he can win on road courses. Saw it last year at Coda. His teammate won here at Sonoma last year. Uh, I think he had a seventh place finish here last year. So it's not like he's just completely horrible. But the way that he's been running lately, the way things are trending, the way he's got the target on his back, um, I think there's a lot of pressure there. I think he's trying to figure out how to find that middle ground, how to balance it. Going to continue to fade him. It was very profitable fading him last week. Going to continue to do that. Kyle Busch, he's got three wins already this season. He's got nothing to lose. He's riding high on the momentum. Life is good, right? He's got his family. They were there to celebrate with him. Both kids were there. The wife was there this past weekend. They came out on the front stretch after he won. Everything's going great. He's, he's got the three wins. He's locked into the playoffs. Nothing to worry about. This eight car has been fast. He's gotten it done already on road courses. Going to ride the big momentum. Going to keep going forward, I think. Um, so, love Kyle Bush just in general this weekend, but definitely over Ross Chastain. Minus 120 over on Superbook.
0: There's a lot of opportunities to fade Chastain. They gave a lot of matchups uh, against Chastain in the in Superbook alone, and I, I saw a couple on DraftKings as well, so I, you know, however much you want to load up on fading Ross Chastain is up to you this week because there's plenty of opportunities to do it. And all of them have the the capabilities of, of, ham, of happening. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's just a matter of how much do you really want to fade, uh, Ross Chastain? How much does your bankroll allow for it? Because you can, you can load up on a lot of, and I love this play too. You're right. Kyle Busch. Him and Kurt always seem to find each other on Sonoma, too. It was always within the top five, if not like the top ten. It was always Kurt and Kyle battling it out for position in that. So um, definitely love that angle of it as well, as Cody is typing in the doc continually. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? You're putting <laughs> yeah, where you I got him. I it's, it's, have yeah.
1: a back down that I didn't put in the doc. I, I, yeah, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I was just adjusting things.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, all right, well, as you type, uh, I will load up my next bet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take, and when I saw this initially, I, I, I thought, nah, maybe I, I don't want to do this, or maybe I want to take the other side of this. But then I just got to thinking, and it's Kyle Larson and Ty- and Tyler Reddick. They're paired up in in very interesting matchup in this one. But Kyle Larson's at plus 115 to finish over... Uh, Tyler Reddick in this over on Superbook. You're getting Kyle Larson, who we just talked about, has sat on the pole uh, for the last five races on this track. He won uh, two years ago when I was there, actually. I saw Kyle Larson. Uh, I I got a picture with him before even he won, and so I was pretty happy that I got a picture with the eventual race winner. Uh, But last season, again, he was running one of the better races out there. He led 26 laps in this race. But pit strategy screwed him in the end and he finished 15th. That was legit pit Pit strategy Strategy
1: and lost the tire. The tire came off
0: on the track. Yes. Yeah. So there was horrible. It was a comedy (laughs) of errors, but he was well on his way to win that race. He was probably, you can argue, the strongest car uh, on that day. Uh, And unfortunately, he was a victim of circumstance. Now, granted, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Tyler Reddick just won at Coda. And Kyle Larson ended up finishing in 14th. Not a very good day for him on that track. He didn't lead any laps. He didn't uh, really factor into the race all that much. But here's the thing. You look back at Tyler Reddick, uh, his, his track history here. He's got two races on this track, both of them in the A car, granted, yes. Uh, but he's finished 19th, and then Cody just talked about his 30th, uh, 35th place finish last season. Of course, it was it was rough for him, uh, had some issues. But even the year before, he only finished in 19th. Now, again, I know that he's won a lot of road course races. I know he's a fantastic road course racer, but this track is a little different still. This track presents some unique differences. The 45 car has been solid but I almost feel like it's crazy to not take the plus money side of this with Kyle Larson being who Kyle Larson is, right? And you can just argue till you're blue in the face about how he's dominant on road course races and how he's been one of the better race car drivers in the entire sport over the last couple of seasons. So if you're giving me plus money on Kyle Larson on his home track, you know, we're probably going to get the pole and we're going to see how much that factors in with no stage breaks on this course. But uh, I, I really do think that plus 115 for this bet is too good to pass up.
1: Yeah, I think that that Larson, Reddick, and Elliott, I view them all equally the same right at the top. Like They are the three best. They're in three of the fastest cars. They're consistently good at road courses. Reddick won multiple races last year. He won a Coda. Elliott should have won multiple road courses last year, got screwed at the end at Watkins Glen, at the end at the Roval. Um I think he ended up finishing second to, to Redick at road America. So like all right there at the top Larson, we know what he can do as well. He's been very fast. I think he ended up winning that Watkins Glen race. Um, and I think he won one other road court. I can't remember now, but either way, I think that these guys are all like perfectly even along the top. I think you just have to, to choose if you're going to pick one to win, which we both are, you just have to pick one. Like, it, I don't think that you can come in and make a full argument that one of these guys is better than the other guys so you've got some of the matchups out there where these guys are matched up against each other and one is on the plus money side of things and one isn't i mean if you kind of look through all of them i think i'll have to go back and find it but i think elliot was like super minus money against one of them and it's like why wouldn't you just take the plus money side of things these guys are all perfectly even the best three hands down and that's reflected in the odds to win but somehow, some of them are getting plus money on matchups, which seems crazy. So I don't think that that's a bad strategy. Anything can happen in these, so I definitely would not pay minus money on any of them matched up against each other. But if you get some plus money stuff, maybe Reddick has an issue like he did last year. Maybe Larson just flat out beats him. Um, but with them being perfectly even, and you getting plus money on one side, I do think that is good value. Um, and Again, Redick has been unbelievable on road courses lately, but it's not like Larson and Elliott still haven't been. Maybe they've not gotten the same amount of wins that Redick has, and I think that's that's kind of the glowing thing that has Redick sitting atop the board right now, but last year at this race, it was the Larson and Elliott show, and they both screwed it up, and pit road issues cost both of them. So, um, I think that this is a good bet, and I think that any way you get any of those three guys matched up and plus money on one side, I think you just kind of take that if, you know, obviously balance it out appropriately, but I don't think that that, that's a bad to look at it. I'm going to pay some juice on this one. It's William Byron over Brad Keselowski, minus 160 over on Caesars. Um, This one's actually been fairly even race to race as far as road courses go, which is kind of surprising. On the surface, it's like, well, why wouldn't it just be William Byron? Um, I did research my way into sticking with the William Byron pick, um, but William Byron has been a guy that's been a threat to be able to win a lot of these road course races, a nice solid fifth place run at Coda. Um, and he's been, he just, he's continues to be fast. And one of these guys that we've seen be able to get it done on road courses. I don't think he has a cup series win on a road course yet, but we've seen him do it in Xfinity. Um, maybe even, I don't think he's got a truck win either, but we've seen him have some really good runs. Um, and Keselowski all I can think of lately with Keselowski is how Coda went for him, where it was like the first lap of the race has issues. Him and Jimmy Johnson get into, it, and like it just seems like every time you look up, Keselowski is struggling again. We know he can be good on road courses. One of the most classic road course finishes ever. Him and, and Ambrose at Watkins Glen, and they duelled it out, and and I think Ambrose just got him at the end. But a great, great finish. So we know that he can get it done, but it's been pretty rough for him overall lately. Um, again, both these guys, it's been up and down Byron, a fifth place here at Coda. He led 28 laps, uh, cause like I said, 35th in that race. Um, to go back over some of the other ones, William Byron, 16th at the Roval cause was 14th. So again, right there next to each other, Watkins Glenn, uh, Byron ends up 22nd, but I believe he was in that front pack at the end. The guy just absolutely destroyed when Kyle Larson dive bombed and wiped out all his teammates, including Chase Elliott costing my ticket there. Um, but William Byron has won four of the last seven in the head to head matchups on road courses between these guys. They finished ninth and 10th here last year. So it did end up being a pretty good run for Keselowski here last year, but I I just, he's one of those guys. I don't have any faith in when it comes to road courses. I think he's even surprised at this point if he runs decently at a road course. Um, so I'm just going to go fade him and and take the much better car. I know we've been on Keselowski a lot lately, although he's had some issues too. So that's another thing. I know the JDK is, uh, was his I think his greatest accomplishment last week, he said, was not betting on Keslowski or or something to that effect. So uh, yeah, he's it's been, been a couple of rough weeks for Keslowski. Byron, obviously, the other guy with three wins on the season, right? Just like Kyle Bush. Things have been going really well for him. He's been fast week in and week out, continues to just get good finishes. Um, in the fact that he did so well earlier in the season at Coda. And by the way, we just mentioned two of those three guys that are, are all at the top. And, and even two of those cars are Hendrick cars, Byron's and Hendrick car. Uh, I think that that uh, will play in his favor as well.
0: It does surprise me that to see this matchup, these aren't two drivers that normally get paired up very often. So, um, yeah, I and mean, I,
1: I, I, it, you could look at it and be like, well, it's obviously it should be William Byron. So maybe you make the argument to take his side of things. And if you go back they've been pretty, They've been closer than they probably should have been at multiple tracks. And so it's kind of like, ugh. but I just, I believe so much more in William Byron. I think Byron could be potentially even a threat to win this race with Keselowski. I don't see that. And if you look at the odds to win this, I mean, it's Reddick, Larson, Elliot, Bush, and then it's Byron at 10 to one right there. Uh, if you want to find Keselowski's odds to win this, I'm still scrolling. He's 40 to one. Ooh. So you have a guy that's 10 to one to win and a guy that's 40 to one to win matched up in a head to head. I get that anything can happen and you get guys that spin out late and stuff in these races, but I think on the track, if nothing happens to Byron, he's going to be clearly the much better car.
0: Yeah. I concur with you on that as well. And again, just cause it's Hendrick equipment too. And this is a track that they've done well on historically. So give me that side of it as well. Uh, all right. I am going to, Take a weird one. I think this is more of just a I'm going to throw this and see if it sticks out, and uh, I'm taking Zane Smith. Uh, over on Superbook, Group F consists of Austin Dillon, Ryan Priest, and Bubba Wallace, um, and Zane Smith is also in that Group F at plus 250. Look, Zane Smith, we've talked about it, has been kind of one of those pop-up guys that has been uh, pretty successful as far as being able to sit in and fill in a ride uh, obviously this week he'll be back in the Cup series. Uh, but look, I'm kind of I'm basing it a little bit too on what he's done as far as uh, uh, road courses in the truck series. He's taken eight truck series uh, uh, road course starts. He's won two of those, finished inside the top five and four of those, and six times inside the top ten. Pretty damn good road course driver Now I know it's trucks. I understand that. Uh, but you know again some of these guys can jump into these cars and it's not necessarily about who's got the fastest equipment it's who knows how to drive these road course races who knows the passing zones who knows the braking zones who knows how to set up another driver for a pass It's, it's a lot more skill more often than not than it is just raw speed so for Zane Smith you know, it doesn't matter what you drive sometimes. It's just knowing, it's the instinct of knowing how to do that. And he's actually shown that he can do that on uh, road courses in general. And the guys that he's up against, look, none of these guys have been doing great this season. You can argue that Bubba Wallace had a good stretch, right, uh, between Kansas and Charlotte, where he was top five car uh, most of those times. But his average finish this season is 17.2 overall. I mean, he's gotten his head a couple times. He crashed out last week at Gateway in a in a rotor blow. I mean, he was running well there too, but equipment failure. It's just bad luck has bitten Bubba Wallace uh, this season. And then you talk about um, Ryan Priest, where Ryan Priest his average finish this season is twenty two point nine. Just a string of, of not really good finishes for Priest. It started in Daytona with a 36th in there, Fontana 33rd, Vegas uh, 12th, and then you go to Austin, he finished 32nd on the road course, crashing out of that race. Not good for Ryan Priest either. Austin Sendrick, I just talked about him, his average finish this season, 21.7, uh, a couple of... Top twenty finishes sandwiched in with a couple of thirty first place finishes, a couple of twenty sixth at Talladega and Dover. He did have a pretty decent day at Austin. Don't get us wrong; he had a good road course day. Uh, that was, but that was his best finish, pretty much of the season, other than Las Vegas altogether. Not really a good season so far for Austin Cindrick as well. So, look, I'm just saying that there's a lot of these Cup regulars that have been having problems. Zane Smith has actually been uh, just slowly and quietly a very decent driver this this season so far when he's been filling in and i, I kind of like just his opportunity to kind of lay low stick around i mean he, he's in uh, uh the 38 car again this week so maybe he lays low stays out of trouble puts himself in the right position for a top 15 finish this week on a road course and call it good and finish better than everybody else that's on that list
1: yes i i actually really really like this zane smith I have a feeling he's going to be a guy that comes up on the DFS show. We've loved this 38 car lately. Zane has done a great job when he's been in it and he's been amazing at road courses in the truck series. He's absolutely one of the best every time. Um, So I think that that's a great call out bubble Wallace, five of his last seven road courses, 35th place or worse. He is not, he's got a fifth, seventh mixed in there randomly, which were two chaotic races at the Roval and Indy road course. But for the most part, Bubble Wallace is not good. They were making his spotters one of the guys on on uh, door bumper clear every week, uh, and he was making fun of of Wallace's uh, road course abilities uh, this this week on the show. So uh, it's no secret that that he's not real great on them. Uh, Austin Dillon, again, you know, so so, and same with Priest. So I do really really like this uh, this group, and I I really like Zane Smith to be the guy. That's who I would have picked as well if I was going with this one. So. uh yeah, I, I think that's a it's a great pick. Thank you.
0: All right, next, next one up
1: for me. I am going to go with Kyle Busch, top three plus three hundred. Like I said, there's no top ten odds, no top five odds that I've been able to find yet. Tune back in Friday for some of those because there's multiple. I'm I'm really anxious to see top ten odds because I've got about six guys circled for top ten finishes depending on what their odds are. Um, so decided to look into the top three market. What do I like? Obviously. You've got the big three on road courses, right? You you could take any of those guys. You could take all three of those guys, and they might end up one, two, three. I wouldn't be shocked. But I think Kyle Busch holds a lot of value, plus 300 for a top three finish. Like I mentioned before, second place at Coda earlier this season already. Again, inside the top three. And as good as Tyler Reddick was in this eight car on road courses last year, and wherever Tyler Reddick has been, it was good last year. It seemed to have been translating Uh, I think it's Randall Burnett is the crew chief. He's obviously got some type of playbook at certain places, road courses included. I know Tyler didn't get a good finish here, but again, that was more mechanical issues. Some spinning out late in the race that led to that result. Um, just being road, I I just, I, I usually picture road courses as, as one thing in general, right? They're all, I get, they're all different and there's different characteristics and stuff, but usually if you're good at one road course, you're pretty much good at another course. Chicago might be the, the exception to that rule because that's going to be a shit show. But um, uh, oh boy, I don't know how we're gonna, <laughs> we're bringing out the dartboard for handicapping that week. Right? We're gonna
0: let your we're gonna let your daughter pick that's, out of the hat. That's what we're gonna do.
1: <laughs> we're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna have a live show and call in, and everybody can give a different pick, and one of them will hit correct.
0: Well, that's not a bad idea actually. But
1: uh, <laughs> it might be it might be the best way to go about that. But getting ahead of myself here. Anyways, back to Kyle Bush. Um, so again, I think right, he's got the three wins this season. He's got nothing to lose. He can, he's just he's he's gotta be feeling so good, right? Things have been rough at Gibbs for a couple of years now. It's just he's not been the Kyle that he was. Now he's at RCR. We're what 14, 15 races into the season. He's got three wins already. Like, you know, oh, he's going to RCR. He's not gonna win anymore. He's not gonna do anything. He's doing better than he was at Joe Gibbs, right? Where he looked into one, one win last year that he didn't really earn. And and I mean he earned it, but he, you know, it he got it on the last corner from third. And so now he's got three wins this season. Like it's been completely different. They're obviously riding a lot of momentum. I, I really, really like Kyle Bush this week. I did not put him in the winner list. He is like 10 to one, though. Definitely worth consideration there as well. But top three at th- plus 300 uh, over on Superbook. I think that that is a really good value on him. Again, you've got the big three, right? And you kind of expect them to be the top three, but. There's enough chances that something's going to go wrong with one of those guys, if not two of them. Kyle's good enough to put himself in position, just like he did at Coda already. And I know Chase Elliott wasn't in that race, but he still, he got the second place to Tyler Reddick there. I think that he's going to be a guy that, that could have uh, a top three threat at the end of this, plus 300. I like it.
0: Well, it's like I said. I mean, it, it, with him and Kurt and him, his brother, they just felt like they were always fighting inside of the top five at Sonoma to to finish uh, somewhere yeah. in that top yeah, five,
1: I, yeah. This track specifically, he's been very good. So yeah, that that even goes so much more into it.
0: Yeah, a win in 2015, a seventh in 2016, a fifth place in 2017, uh, fifth in 2018, second in 2019. Uh, he was fifth when I when I went in 2021. Of course, last season was uh, just I'm throwing out last season for everybody. He finished yeah. 30th <laughs> here. It was not good.
1: Yeah, the Toyotas were just. I mean, until Bell got that win at the Roval, like you yeah I I could have gone out there at a Chevy or a Ford and beat most of the Toyotas like it was just it was that bad and they've got good racers in that I mean last year you had you know Truex and Kyle Busch Christopher Bell all guys who had won on road courses before it had been good and just were just trash every week and even Kurt Busch early in the season was struggling and he's been a decent road course racer and and Ty Gibbs comes in later in the season right and he still wasn't doing much and it's just yeah it was it was bad for Toyota last year but I think Tyler Reddick, obviously, is the one guy that's won a road course so far this year in a Toyota dominated. I mean, most of that race looked very good. Um, so I think that eases a little bit of the concerns. I think that Toyota has put forward a much better effort, but obviously, Bush and a Chevy this week or this year, anyways. So the Toyota part doesn't really play into that. But uh, I do think you you throw out kind of last year. Just based on how bad
0: Toyota was. Well, speaking of manufacturers, I am going to toss out Chevrolet as the winning manufacturer of this race. It is highly juiced. Well, I highly juiced, but compared to the others, it's the only one at minus money minus one fifty for the Chevy. Uh, There's others out there. So on Superbook, Toyota's at plus three twenty five. Ford is at three fifty five.
1: If you're going to bet on Toyota, just bet on Tyler Reddick. There's no. Yeah. I mean. Bet on Tyler Reddick and and throw a long shot out there of like Truex or Gibbs. Like I don't think I don't see any reason if you're going to bet Toyota why you wouldn't just take the winning numbers because I I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, no, and that's and that's exactly it because there's no there's no other person I think as a Toyota is going to actually win this race. Plus, you look no. at at the winners of this race this season. The first four winners were Chevy. Then there was a Ford and a Toyota. Then there was a Chevy then there was a Toyota, but then there was two more Chevys, then there was two Toyotas, a Chevy, a Ford, a Chevy, like Chevy has won more of the races this season than either one of them have combined. And then we'll talk about who we think is going to win the race. But like you look at the the last two races on this track anyways, and it has been two Chevy drivers uh, that have won, then a Toyota, then a Ford, but then a Chevy as well. So, you know, Chevy's been pretty dominant on this track. And of course, you know, last year it was Daniel Suarez, just kind of a dark horse out of nowhere. But now you throw Kyle bush into the mix, who you just made a case for being a good road course racer. You know, it's just Chevy's got a very heavy hitting, uh, uh just stable out there that I think is going to power through this. And the person I think that's going to win is a Chevy. So I'm going to go ahead and double down on that with a, a Chevy winning manufacturer because I feel like that's that's the best thing to do. In fact. You can even make it better for yourself by doubling down uh, with your edge. Double down there for that. That way you don't even have to worry about using your own money right away. Double down on that one and and watch it cash out for you right away.
1: Yeah, there you go. I like that. I think that obviously Tyler Reddick is is the one, the main thing that, that would throw a wrench into the Chevrolet bet, right? There's no other toy. I mean, I'm going to make a case for Truex in a minute, but it's it's a long shot for sure. Um, when you look at the Toyota camp, Gibbs, I don't think he's ready to win a cup race uh, just yet. Maybe not. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I You can make a case for sure, but I don't think you're going to see it just yet. Uh, Baba's bad at road courses. We just talked about that. Denny Hamlin has not been great lately at road courses either. Um, and that's your entire Toyota camp. Well, Christopher Bell. Bell can do it, but again, it would be more surprising, I think, if he did. So, uh, and then when you go over to Ford, who's going to win in the Ford camp on a road course? Austin Sindrick is the one you, I mean, he's, he's favorited to be the top Ford, which tells you a lot, right? Ryan Blaney, he's won on a road course before, but uh, he doesn't really jump to mind as a, as a Ford guy. I mean, and then in the Chevy camp, I mean, you look at it, all 400 cars can win, right? Even Alex Bowman's good at road courses. Byron's good. And then Elliott and Larson, obviously two of the co-favorites. Both trackhouse guys can win. They both won road courses last year. Kyle Busch can win. Uh, we've seen that eight car win multiple last year. We've seen him be good already this year at road courses. Uh, uh, AJ is in that Chevrolet camp. Like there is a lot of options. So I think that for where everybody is priced at again, because I, I initially I looked at it, I'm like, ooh, Toyota, but then I'm like, well, who's going to win from Toyota? You might as well just take their. There's so few of them, and so few of the ones that could win really that. You just take their odds to win, I think, instead. So I, I do think that this is a good bet, If you're, go- especially if you're going to bet Tyler Reddick to win the race. I think if he's the guy you choose, you bet on Tyler Reddick to win, hedge. and then you kind of hedge that with Chevy because if it's not Tyler Reddick, there's a really, really good chance it's likely going to be a Chevrolet that wins. Yeah,
0: that was my reasoning on that one as well. Uh, All right, we got winner bets to set up for you. Let's step away one more time, and when we come back, we will tell you who we think is going to win the Toyota Save Mart 350 from the Sonoma Raceway in Sonoma, California. But let's say thank you to each and every one of you who are now watching us on YouTube again. Again, sorry for the week break. It's just difficult sometimes when you're not in your home studio and you don't have access to everything you've got at home. So uh, again, I'm hoping that, that Grandma enjoyed hearing the recap show last week, or yesterday, and she'll enjoy hearing the Sonoma Raceway picks this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to watch. Continue to subscribe, continue to thumbs up, continue to comment, we see it all. Uh, again, the, the review that, was from, that we read earlier was from one of our viewers on YouTube, so we appreciate the fact that this is being well received out there to you as well. And we will continue to do it because, as we said before, we absolutely love it and we will do it for you each and every time. And I'm going to find another way to get out, uh, but we'll, we'll do this. So watch us. Please continue to do it. The bosses love it. We love it. And we love you. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. As much as we don't want a race to ever end, it does have to end and it has to end when somebody crosses the start-finish line in first place. Cody, who is going to be that person and drink from the the beautiful chalice that is the prize at the end of the Sonoma raceway
1: yes uh, again I think that you just make your decision right which of the three favorites I think you have to take one I think you have to take Larson you have to take Elliott you have to take Redick one of those three guys pick your poison <laughs> there's a certain other show out there that'll probably tell you just to put 45 units on each of those three and Somehow the math doesn't work out, but whatever. Uh, so pick pick the one you like. Don't pick all three of them. That's not going to be very profitable. But pick the one you like, and you got to stick with that. So uh, I was just, I mean, which one do you pick? Right there, all like I don't feel like anybody's got the advantage. I was leaning a little bit towards Larson, then I noticed Rod already had Larson. So I'm going to go back to the Chase Elliott. Well, I've vet him multiple times on road courses. I've been heartbroken, but. He's got the revenge angle, right? NASCAR just suspended him an entire race last week. He's going to come back. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to put that helmet on. He's going to drive his ass off. Oh, by the way, he's most likely got to win to get in the playoffs. This what better chance than right here at Sonoma. Let's get that win in the bag. Boom. NASCAR interns will tell you that he's locked into the playoffs at that point, which will not be statistically true, but uh i do think that he can come out and win this we know how good elliot is again you go back to that february 2020 uh statistic i gave out earlier that is it's been 16 road course races since then 15 for elliot he did not race at coda because he was injured earlier this season um he leads all all drivers in average finish 6.6 average finish in 15 races four wins on road courses 10 top five finishes in 15 races. He's led 284 laps. He is really, really good at road courses. Last season, six road courses. Elliott didn't win any of them. The world is falling apart. What's going on? But you go back and you look. Led until very late at Road America, where Reddick overtook him with, I think, 20 laps to go. Finishes second there. Leading, going into overtime at Watkins Glen kyle larson dive bombs takes his teammate out elliot doesn't win there absolutely max for stappening the field at the roval he's got like a four thousand second lead and suddenly there's cardboard that's been on the track for 45 laps that they suddenly all of a sudden see throw the caution fucks us yet again this time we're not getting fucked Chase Elliott, he's plus 550 over on mgm that's my argument this week but again Pick which one you like. I think you can make an even argument for all three of these guys. I don't think that any one of them has a leg up over the other ones. Elliott, I think I think Elliott and Larson were the best two cars here last year. Um, they were first and second throughout throughout the early portions. And then pit strategy cost both of them. They had some pit issues. I think he ended up getting a pit penalty where he had to come back, whatever it was, and just never had a chance after that. But he was very fast. Um, so give me chase Elliott plus five fifty. Of course, I'm going to throw out some longer shots just in case, right? Yes. I think that it'll likely be one of these three guys. It's not always guaranteed. We didn't see it last year, right? That all three of them had problems and we end up with Daniel Suarez getting a win. Other guys can win these races. We saw it. uh, We hit Ross Chastain 40 to one at Coda last year. It can happen. Chris Bell at the Roval in the fall was a long shot as well. So it, it can happen. AJ Almendinger, 16 to 1. It's AJ Almendinger. Do you need any more than that? No. But in his last 12 starts, he's got to win four top fives, seven top tens on road courses. He is good. He's going to be in that Saturday race as well, getting laps on the track. And Martin Truex Jr., 35 to 1 over on DraftKings, was 40 to 1. He's already started dropping. Um, we talked about him a little bit in the Discord. A good reason to get in the Discord, get in on some of those early numbers before they drop. But still at 35-1, to love Martin Truex Jr. Again, I just said no other Toyotas would likely win, but Truex can. Um, It's been rough the last couple of seasons, right? Uh, Last year, the Toyota thing, I covered it, right? They were just bad, and he didn't have a bunch of great finishes. A 17th of the Roval, 23rd, 21st, a 13th at Road America, that was kind of the highlight. Um, and actually, he finished 7th in this at Sonoma. Is that? That's not right, is it? No, he finished 26th. I don't know what I was looking at there. 26th in this race. I remember specifically the Toyota's being really bad here last year. Um, but you go back to 2021. 3rd place here at Sonoma. 12th at the Daytona Road Course. 7th place at the Roval. 20, 3rd place at the Daytona Road Course. 7th place at the Roval. 2019. Second of Watkins Glen, won the race here. 2018, second of Watkins Glen, won the race here. Back when we only had the two road courses. He's got four road course wins over his career. Before it became Elliott and Elliott Larson and Elliott Larson Reddick, it was Truex and Truex Elliott were the road course guys every single time. We know he's got it in him. He's a new man now, right? Last year was rough for Toyotas on road courses. Last year was rough for retired Martin Truex Jr. at the time. Now he's back full force. He's looked very solid this season. Um, it's 35 to one for a reason. I don't think he's going to come out with the best car and just smoke the field, but can he put himself in position? We talked about this, uh, with Xfinity last week, right at a road course at Portland had two guys at 20 or 20 to one or more have themselves in position. They both finished inside the top five. The leaders took each other out. We've seen it before. If it gets to that true X is the type of guy who can have himself in position, um, and, and can get it done. So Give me Mark Trucks Jr. thirty-five to one as my long shot.
0: Oh, well, and it guys won the race twice in a row. It's recently at that. It's not thirty-five to one. Feels like a very long, long odds for that. So good, good deal on that. Uh, all right, fine. Yeah, you're right. You said it earlier I got Kyle Larson, and and I'm not gonna get cute, and I'm not gonna get anything oversimplified. It's just literally. Kyle Larson at plus five fifty to Kyle win Larson. this race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, that's, it's really nothing else you can, you could do. You got to pick one. And I picked Kyle. Uh, I, I wanted to throw out a bunch of other guys that I think, but I mean, you covered Dinger who I think is, is going to be a good guy to toss in there. Um, if you want to take, uh, Redick, if you want to, you know, throw your eggs in some Daniel Suarez basket again, and maybe some luck will strike twice. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, again, it's, I, I would. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would not do that at all. Uh, but for Kyle Larson, I mean, look, twenty-eight road course starts, four top, uh, four wins, eight top fives, eleven top tens, two thousand five hundred thirty-eight laps led, uh, or not laps, rather, but uh, total in in two hundred twenty-four laps led on road courses. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of and, a no-brainer.
1: Another column in his bucket, like he started first here five times in a row, so Stock he's position. likely going to start good yeah. yet again. Yeah. I've got him to start on the pole. If he drops the hammer from the get-go and his pit crew does their job and it's, it is a caution free or, or very few cautions. He can potentially just stay out front all day long. And that gives him an advantage. And he's a tough guy to beat head to head on a road course.
0: Yep. Very much so. And yeah, you give him good track position and, and it's all over from there. I mean, he's just going to probably drive away with this. Now, Again, it could happen that he doesn't, but I, I can't see it. This has been one of those seasons for Kyle where he's, hes and I, they did it too, they did that graphic where it was, it was the highs and the lows of Kyle Larson's season, yeah. and there was a low. So now there needs to be another high, and this is a great place for him to do it. We talked about earlier, home track, home cooking. Yeah, this is just Kyle Larson's to, to lose. So, um, All right, I think that very well wraps it up for us. We've covered some good stuff, covered some ground. So get out your pen and papers. I will read through the bets one more time for you so that you have them to go back and listen to and hopefully uh, throw some down. We started out with Larson on the pole. Cody gave you Larson as the pole sitter at plus 450 for this race, a feat which he's done five times before. Very well could do it. Again, he's fast around this track, so take that now before you can't anymore. I said that the winner of Stage 2 is going to win this race at plus 250 over on Caesars. Cody gave you the winning car as an odd number at minus 145 on Caesars, and I co-signed on that one. Uh, I gave you AJ Allmendinger over Austin Syndrick at minus 120 over on Superbook. Cody gave you a KFB over Ross Chastain, and basically anybody you want to take there over Ross Chastain, there's a few options you can do that. But Cody said Kyle Busch at minus 120 on Superbook. I gave you Kyle Larson over Tyler Reddick at plus 115 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Willie B over Brad Kozlowski at minus 160 over on Caesars. And then I gave you Zane Smith to win Group F on Superbook at plus 250 over Dylan Priest and Wallace. Cody gave you Kyle Busch as the top three car at plus 300 on Superbook. I said the winning manufacturer was going to be a Chevy. You can find that at minus 150 on Superbook. And then Cody gave you Chase Elliott to win at plus 550. AJ Allmendinger at 16 to 1. And Truex Jr. at 35 to 1 over on Superbook as well. And then I tossed out Kyle Larson plus five fifty on SuperBook. You can find him a couple different places at plus five fifty now. Those odds have shifted a little bit, so uh, get in on them now as you can. Cody, buddy, all that's left is to drop the green flag on this beautiful road course. I will make sure to give you guys plenty of opportunities to live it through my eyes as I as I traverse the garage on Sunday.
1: Yeah, make sure you're following uh, at NASCAR gambling. Rod will be sharing plenty of stuff over there as well as on his Twitter at rjv gomez of course but uh yeah i'm super excited for you to be at this race like you're gonna have a wonderful time and uh man it's it should be a good one i think that uh at a, a points there right where elliot was kind of just running away with a lot of these road courses it as an elliot fan i enjoyed it but it could get boring and, and this you've got a lot of guys that can win this i mean specifically those three but there's guys like Almendinger that can make it exciting guys like kyle bush um and i think that we're in for for a really solid really good race.
0: I agree. Uh, All right. Well, let's send everybody off to go place these bets, Cody. Uh, But before we do, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on
1: Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. You can find all my work over there. Got some some articles out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All the shows, of course, we will probably have an F1 podcast at some point this week. They're an off week, but we can recap last week and and start setting up for the next one. And, uh, yeah, tune back in Xfinity tomorrow. DFS. And a little little fun Friday with uh, some bonus bets, DGEN's only parlays, all kinds of fun stuff.
0: Friday night fun. I love it. Follow me on Twitter at Gomez. Link in the bottom, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road is going to be kicking off, and I'll be back on that article coming out for, for frequency's sake. Keep an eye on that as well. But again, uh, we're have more shows for you coming this week. Just having a blast doing them. We'll see you then. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.